Welcome to New Week. Uh, boy, it's interesting. You know, we were so preoccupied as the French underground for so long here, trying to make sense of the press and the CDC and the information that was flying out there. And we've tried to broaden out the topics, and today is no exception. But I just realized Mew Mew was asking, well, I still want to know what love addiction is. And I said, I've got the perfect guest. I'm going to bring her in here. And I realizing we are starting to broaden out in our topics. You'll, you will love this particular uh, professional who has expertise in sex and love addiction. So that'll be a good show somewhere down the line there. Who dat? Alexandra Katahakis. I used to use her every week on uh, KBC when I did that show. And uh, she's somebody I shared the podium with at a, one of the most uh, prestigious presentations I'd ever been a part of. And uh, I immediately knew this was a, I could just tell the way she was talking about what she did and the way she actually, they showed footage of actually doing therapy with patients. And I thought, oh, that's that's the real deal. And so we got to be friendly after that, and she's been a contributor in a lot of my things over the years. And so uh, we've been so preoccupied with COVID, we've not uh, gotten back to our, our roots. So let's uh, let's hearken back there. Speaking of my roots, uh, Greg Grunberg is an old friend. You can follow him at Greg Grunberg, also the Twitter, uh, excuse me, at the Instagram, uh, Greg The Grunberg. Instagram or the Twitter? At Twitter. <laughs> Did I say the Twitter? Yes. Greg Grunberg with a one G on Greg and Grunberg, G-R-U-N-B-E-R-G, -E and same thing on the Instagram. The uh, the <laughs> website we're going to talk about is talkaboutit, talkaboutit.org. Greg, you know him from Alias, Heroes, a couple Star Wars films, nothing much. Uh, his son was diagnosed with epilepsy, and he became very active in raising awareness about this neurological disorder uh, and, and the uh, impact it has not just on the patients, but the caretakers as well. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Please welcome my good friend, Greg Grunberg. Grunny. Well, well, well. Look at you. What's up, Look at Drew? you. How Come are on. you, man? It's a rainy day in Southern California. It's something weird about that. I can see the rain behind you. Exactly. When you have yeah. to go out and shut off your automatic sprinklers, you know it's a weird day in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So where should we start? Shall we, uh, shall we, well, we're going to talk I, a little bit about... Let me, let me say your introduction was really interesting. Uh, the sex and love, love addiction. I did a movie uh, that I mm -hmm. co-wrote and starred in called Group Sex. I don't even know oh, where I remember to that. find it. Remember that? I remember it. I watched it. Yeah, I do. It was good. It was really yes, good. You and you got. In fact, you came on Loveline to promote it. I think, if I remember right. And yes, and, uh, and it was. I, I Tom Arnold. Yes, and, Tom and, was in it. That's yeah. right. Tom was. Yes. It was. It's yes, a Tom was in it. Set in the world of sex and love addiction, and and uh, and and I went to a few meetings, and it is it's really interesting. You and I have had conversations about this over the years. How you know gambling and uh, and sex addicts, and also you know overeating and and you know the addiction to food. Those are three that are so misunderstood, don't you think? I mean, because you can't oh, yeah. pull up oh, in a yes, van, yes. kidnap somebody, yeah. and take them to an island, and then you know get it out of their system. I mean, it's just something that's everywhere, those yeah. three things. 
Yes, yes. It, it, it's it's the, the the food and the sex is the is the, the two conditions that you have to come up with some sort of moderation management. It's much easier if you can be abstinent. It doesn't trigger the reward system, which gives you the momentum. With uh, and it, the good news is with food and with sex, you can. There's sort of extra physiological ways of eating or having sex that are highly arousing that make addicts more prone to go down that path. Uh, so it's the extreme behaviors that sort of stimulate the brain in ways that are sort of outside of the normal uh, operation of the reward system, let's say. Um, yeah. You know, also, I'd forgotten about your movie, but there was another series called Love that Judd Apatow put out with right. uh, Paul Rust and uh, Jillian Jacobs and Gillian Jacobs. And that was the other, if you want to learn about these things, it was... I, 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 I actually moderated a panel with the cast and I asked Gillian, I said, how did you, you nailed the conflicted feelings of a, you know, love sex and drug addict. And she said, I just, you know, studied it. Just, just people go out there. It's your craft, my yeah. friend. You could tell me how they do that. Yeah. 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 But, but outside of my craft, it's, it's interesting to see how many things, um, you know, I'm trying to do a, a proper segue here that we don't talk about. Right. <laughs> I mean, I yes, please keep look, going. <laughs> okay, so so <laughs> so you know, Jake, our, our oldest son, he got epilepsy when he was seven, and I, I realized there was a stigma attached to it. There's a stigma attached to certain things. Um, I, I know you probably don't want to talk about this, but watching the Academy Awards last night, I was so conflicted. First of all, like, and I'm talking about the Will Smith thing, you know, but first of, of all, it was just absolutely horrible horrible it's it's yeah. assault it was terrible but more than mm -hmm. anything um he, he he just is such a child and he it was such a missed opportunity um i i, I personally believe that jada pinkett smith is, is is so courageous in how she's dealing with alopecia this is not a, a little thing this is something so is that, that wait, no, hang on let's with. let's drill into that a little yeah. bit do we, yeah. what, there's many kinds of alopecia. So everyone's throwing around the, the term alopecia. What kind of alopecia does she have? Does she have alopecia areata? Does she have alopecia totalis? Does she have alopecia secondary to hormone? I mean, there's all kinds of alopecia. Does alopecia secondary to trichotillomania? And, and no mm -hmm. one has spelled that out. So I'm already like kind of, I don't know what to do with this yet. I don't know what to do about that. I'm not saying she should be shamed, but I'm just saying I, I want to know what that is. Right, but I, I just from personally, right? We have a I have a family member who has alopecia, and it's some it's a struggle every single day for her. And she knew I was coming on the show. She just texted me. I love her so much, and she just said, "Please just mention you know this." And and so I know it's an opportunity to she, talk she about. Have it. I just feel alopecia. Like does she? What's well, important? Does she have alopecia? These are all different illnesses. Every single one is different. Does she have alopecia totalis? I don't know. Uh, to be honest, but I know did that she lose her eyebrows, was, eyebrows, eyelashes, yes. everything gone. Yes. Okay. That's everything. not what Jada, it does not appear to be what Jada has. And that is a very, what your, what your, is your cousin? Who was it? A friend of yours? Uh, my sister-in-law. Sister-in-law. I, that, I mean, that's a, that's a devastating illness. And by the way, you should tell her that they're using uh, monoclonal antibodies and immune suppressive therapies at Yale and having excellent result in restoring people's hair. So yeah. they should look at that. In fact, 
um, I'm not going to name names, but a famous comedian got this, and I he called me and he said, oh, "What do I do?" And I said, I, "I just read the paper from Yale that they're having this great success of treating it essentially with the medicines you see on TV. You know, the all those yeah. medicines. Oh, 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 whatever, whichever one they have. Oh, right, right, right. Sembic or whatever. Hey, um, Any of those drugs. What, it's that kind of stuff. What causes this? It's an autoimmune attack on the hair follicles. And if you suppress, is if you suppress the modulate that immune attack, you can get it back. That is that is one kind of alopecia. That is one kind now, now, of the now most again, devastating. I don't kind. know. I don't know exactly if that's exactly the kind of, that she has, but I do know that it doesn't a appear. Struggle doesn't appear to be. Yeah, doesn't appear. No, no, no. I'm talking about well, even she my, my relative. Fake eyelashes oh, yeah. and have her eyebrows drawn in too. You could be. Know for sure. Could be. Right. I mean, it could be. Uh, but but, but it, here, it really. But it looked like she had a faint amount of hair on her head. You have no hair when you have alopecia totalis. It's all gone. That's true. Just completely true. gone. So, so she yeah. she obviously it's a thinning of some sort. So because she, she shaves yeah. her head. But I right. all I'm saying is that's right. There's an opportunity here. I, I don't believe Chris Rock even had that in his head. She's wearing green, and she right. had her sh her head shaved. So it wasn't an attack on alopecia, right. but that. But he said right. something that was just out of in bad taste, a terrible joke, right? Says it, yeah. and instead of sitting there and going and yelling, you can yell all you want, you can you can use the f bomb, whatever you want to do, and say she's got alopecia, leave my wife alone. That would have drawn so much attention. It was a missed opportunity sure. to talk about it. And instead, mm -hmm. it's look at me. I'm a man. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to use aggression and and assault. Mm -hmm. uh, so many through that of this show that I really did. I freeze up. Did I just freeze? Yeah, you're back. You're back though. Okay, you're I just back. thought that there were so many elements of of the night that I really loved the inclusiveness and the and the, the first time for the deaf community and all this great stuff was happening. And then now it's all we're talking about is this and. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. I, again, I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth because I, th I think he, it was a missed opportunity. He, he should have been aggressive mm -hmm. in, in a smart way instead of being, you know, instead of assaulting Chris Rock. Oh, uh, absolutely. And if, yeah, there's and, no excuse and, for that. Even, and, even if it, if she's sensitive, let her fight her battle. You know, it's her, it's her head and she did it for a reason, but but yeah. smacking somebody live in front of millions of people, not good form. Well, not for now, a woman. A woman. Now, now I'll tell you it. something. I'll tell you something. Do you see the woman Every sitting time... next to him? He, she looked like, what the hell am I supposed to do right now? Do I smile? Okay. Do I look scared? Right. What do I do? But I have to say, wait, Susan, I have to say, every time that there's a stupid uh, epilepsy or seizure joke in a movie, and there are, it's always like, what, are you having a seizure when you see somebody dancing? Or oh, they yeah. use lights and flashing lights, and they don't warn the audience. I get very emotional. This is my son, and so you know, um, uh, Julie reached out to me, my my sister in law, and she was like, "What do you think would have happened if you know if, if somebody made fun of me, Jonathan? You know, my brother in law would have just. He, I mean, you, it's hard to control that rage. So I understand. I'm the first line of defense in the epilepsy community because I talk about this. We're open about it. My son is living well with it, and I'm trying to celebrate mm -hmm. the people in this community. Um, and we'll, you know get to what I, what I want to talk about the caregiver. No, I understand. But. but Chris Rock was, was perfect. He just went, Oh, what did you just do? He didn't strike back. He didn't, he was just like shocked and, you know, it could have been a big fight. The, the bouncers could have come out and, you know, but he was just, it's not the, it's not the thing that they're talking about. You know, you have no reason to, to scream horrible things to a comic on stage when they're doing their, 
They're well, sti- I, you can I, talk to them afterwards I and go, hey, that was terrible. comics today who were fearful that it's now, yes. you know, it's breaking down the barrier between the performer and the audience so people can feel free to interrupt the show or actually come up on stage. And I thought, well, of course that's what we're doing. We've deconstructed everything. We've deconstructed gender. We've deconstructed philosophy. We've deconstructed police. We've deconstructed everything. Of course the stage audience uh, uh, sort of setting is going to get deconstructed. And now here we are. Here we are. We're doing yeah. it. It's kind of well, interesting. Well, there have been a couple... There have been a couple of videos of Karens in in comedy clubs getting up there and and you know getting, getting on stage, walking right up on stage. I mean, you're at a comedy club. There's only a couple of steps between you and the and the comedian. I, you know, this is their job. The comedian's job is to yeah. say things that we might be thinking. I mean, to to silence or you know when and the one thing when when he said, "Get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth," I was like, okay. And then Chris Rock goes, "I will." I was like, oh, I wish he wouldn't have said that, actually, only because of the fact that it's like, I, I like that he said it was a joke. That's know, one, side right, of my, right. one side of me. The other right. side of me was furious because I know what it's mm. like to deal with alopecia. But again, I don't, not me personally, but in our family, but I don't, I don't it, it, again, it just wasn't right the way he handled it at all. So let me quickly just run through the alopecia. It is a chance to talk about it, and then we'll talk about that next. So the common forms of alopecia uh, are actually male pattern baldness is a form of alopecia. Uh, Women, as they age, can get a diffuse alopecia. Women on hormone replacement can get male pattern baldness again. The kind of alopecia that people get when they're younger is called alopecia areata. It's the one you see after somebody's in some sort of a, like a, a car accident, and then all of a sudden a chunk of hair will fall out and they'll have a bald spot, or our spot will turn gray sometimes. That is auto, that's a localized autoimmune attack on a piece of hair, a piece of scalp, uh, that's often triggered by trauma or stress. And then there's telogen effluvian, which is something where all the hairs time together. Hairs, each hair has its own life cycle and timing, and they're always falling out and starting up again. But after pregnancy, you can get something called telogen effluvian, where all the hairs time together and all fall out together. And so you can have wow. sudden hair loss after pregnancy, and that gets better by itself. The alopecia areata sometimes need treatment. People use local steroid injections. Uh, there's alopecia associated with pulling the hair. So trichotillomania causes alopecia. And that's actually very common for hair pulling to be a cause of spotty alopecia. And then there can be skin diseases that cause alopecia. So psoriasis causes alopecia. Eczema causes alopecia. Psoriasis. Um, seborrhea causes alopecia. These are all... Al- alopecia is a word like fever. It's like, yeah, they had a fever. Is it because of tuberculosis, COVID, or staph infection? It, it's just well, seizures a, a are the symptom. same way. Seizures are exactly. That, that that's why I want to. That's why I want to get into it. That's what. I, that's how I want to back into this. So, so by the way, uh, Julie just, just got back to me. Julie just got back to me. Yeah. Alopecia universalis. So it's yeah. She said, it's or totalis, right? That's the and yeah. that's the devastating one. That one is that is just wow. Uh, and people are just they're they're they're. I mean, they are rocked when they get that one. But do tell her about the Yale group, the Yale group, dermatology group. They're having good results with the, right the uh, yeah. immune system. Yeah. Um, well, by the way, so Amy seizure, Schumer, same thing. Yeah. Amy Schumer just this week came out that she has a a, a hair pulling condition. You just mentioned that. That's did you hear about that's that? Trichotillomania. No, but yeah. there it is. There is very common. It's very common. I think I do it in my sleep to my eyebrows. Oh, interesting. I scratch them a lot, and then they, I have to, like, stop myself because uh-huh. my eyebrows get thinner. Uh-huh. 
Interesting. I know. Wow. Look what you've done to me, Drew. Yeah. That, so that's that would be. <laughs> I, that's not again. That's a alopecia. That's a hair. And then I also have hair loss from my testosterone, so I know how it feels. Right. My that's lashes right. are shitty. That's right. You've had you've had a my your version are of a it a lot less. Yeah, Susan has a version of it, and she deals with it. But if I had to shave my potions. head to look good and looked as good as as Jada, I swear to God, I wouldn't care. Like, <laughs> you just and then you just head. you wear fake yeah. eyelashes and you draw your eyebrows in. Like, but, yeah, but she is. It, it, it rocks people when they lose all their hair. Yeah, yeah but Jada is. Yeah, but she doesn't Jada's need stunning. help. But, Jada's stunning yeah. and brave, and she's talked about it. She's used this platform, this show that she's got, wildly successful show. She's talked about this stuff. Uh, to me, the Smith family is a little too, look at me, look at me. But at the same time, mm. when you have got a condition like this and you're not afraid to talk about it, I am I am so on your side, and I, I, I just applaud her for that. Yeah. But yeah. then what bothered me more was that they nobody, everybody cheered for him, and they – you know, they should have had somebody else accept the award for him and he should have been escorted out. Any other normal person, like if I walked up and hit the, the person, I'd get escorted out. And then they spent the whole night enjoying the, living in their their success and everybody yeah. was just like nothing happened. And maybe because it was maybe it was just a little thing between Will and 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 Chris and they're able to let it go. But I don't know. I'm I'm not I don't. I don't dig that. So, so listen, here's either. my, here's a, here's another form of, you know, it's really interesting here. We are, we are all uh, expressing our, our discussion about this is a little bit from a, an, a position of white and European supremacy. It turns out, I'm just reading about it very quickly, that women commonly get something called traction alopecia, which occurs when the hair has been pulled too tight from the weaves and other things. And it's hard to get it back. And I wonder if she has that kind of alopecia. And, and that's, you know, it doesn't, and that's a, that's a rough one, right? you you think you're doing something cosmetically and you end up with a serious problem. And yeah. um, no one seems to know what kind of alopecia she has, but there's one we left out uh, of our, our, um, you know, our, I wish we had a different word than light, white supremacy. We need some other word like Eurocentrism or white centrism or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, 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 unfortunately, yeah. when you say white supremacy, people think skinheads, and we're not. You might not know it, but Greg and I are not skinheads. We're not. We're no, not, we're not. We are. We are. <laughs> but we are white men, and we, and we do have a tendency to miss stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I mean, I want to address Hollywood. Like you work in Hollywood, you've been in some good movies, and you understand the Hollywood world, Greg, yeah. and how it is. And the power and how it's shifted after COVID, how we're, how we're, you know, getting back into these award shows is something kind of cool again. Like, you know, and a lot has happened in Hollywood over the years. Um, I just, I don't like being a part of something that fake. Like I, it, people thought maybe this was staged, you know, because we just mm -hmm. couldn't believe it happened. Um, yeah. But, but the power struggle is on and, and I I just can't turn a blind eye because, you know, even when Drew was working in television, like he'd always get scrutinized for everything he says. And you have to be so careful about everything you do. And yep. to be somebody, you you have to go by the rules. But it's like this this wasn't in the rule book. I don't I don't see that. And I don't understand why it's accepted. Yeah, but Drew's in a different position than I mean, there it's not shut up and dribble with with us, but I I sometimes I really I wonder, you know, you 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 have knowledge that we all need to hear. You have, you know, you're an educated person. You you, you know, uh, nice for me, like yeah, when yeah, I, here's, I, here's yeah. this is 
Hang on a second, Greg. Hang on. This is this is also what happens to me. All, whatever whatever lovely things you were saying about me, it all froze. It all went away. And so that's part of my life too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. No, I was just saying. You're not allowed to say anything nice about Drew. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no. In your position, ahead, I think you know you need you you should be scrutinized a little bit more because it comes from an education an educated base. You're smarter than a lot of people. I'm talking about these actors. There's a reason why the ratings have gone down in the Academy Awards, because who gives a shit? I'm sorry, but I watched these, you know, and they're trying to balance the entertainment and this self-importance stuff. It's, and I'm not saying it because mm -hmm. I have never been up for an Academy Award. I'm just saying that <laughs> I watch these shows and it's, it's, it, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's an advertisement. It really is. That's what these, these award shows are. They want you to go back and mm -hmm. watch it. They want you to stream it. They want you to, you know, keep these, these movies alive. And yeah, we should all be yeah. rewarded, but we shouldn't be put on pedestals. We're no special, no more special yeah. than anybody else. So, you know, and, right. and that so if you punch somebody out at an award show, you should be escorted out by the police. That's what I'm saying. That's, if we were the it, Dodger game, it's, fake, it's Hollywood. If he Dodger did that game. at a Dodger game, you're, that's a great point, Susan, because I was going to say, if he did that at a Dodger game, regardless of whether Chris Rock wanted to press charges or not, they would have taken him out of mm -hmm. there and they would have pressed mm -hmm. charges. You can't do that there. So I, People I don't were calling you know, 911. Right. On the phone. They were calling 911 and reporting it because they saw it on TV. <laughs> That's what you wow. told me last night. Crazy. I was like, you know what? That I guess you have to. Well, so, so let's flip over to another syndrome, uh, yeah. which is seizure disorders and epilepsy. <laughs> Drew's going back and, to the medical and, stuff. And, he gets nervous when we talk well, about Well, no, I, I just don't know. We're, we're here to talk about something else. and it, We can keep talking about it. Or we, we can, <laughs> no, I know. I'm laughing. Or people on Clubhouse want to bring it up. I mean, Drew, about it. you have a to. point of view about this, and I know you do. It's just, it, it's been worrying you all day long. Like, it, I want people been, to understand that we're not right, just going, view, oh, it's okay. My, my point of view, fundamentally, is it seemed to me for a long time like Jada and Will have been struggling with something. I don't know what, but something's going on. And I'm in no position to know what. Sometimes I can tell. Somebody's acutely manic or whatever. I can tell it's obvious. But particularly when it comes to interpersonal stuff, we don't know what the hell's going on. We have no idea. But it looks like there's some major, major struggle going on between them that is not making people happy. Uh, in spite of the fact of claiming happiness and claiming, you know, the look at me thing you you mentioned, Greg, which is part of what they're it's doing, which is trying to try we're trying to gloss something over, and I don't know what that something is, and I think it kind of bled through last night, whatever it's affecting him, or maybe he's got something already going on that she's been reacting. I I don't know. I think there's a mental health problem. Well, seriously, it could, it is. could be it because reminded and which me, we're not addressing by letting him just go. Oh yeah, it reminded me of when Kanye took over the MTV Music Video Music Awards. We were sitting right there, and that was clearly an episode. Same thing. Yeah, it felt like that. And and, yeah. and, and Susan was like. I literally, we were at the foot of the stage, and Susan kept nudging me, going, "You got to get him off. You got to go up there. He's he's sick. Go get go get him." And I was like, oh "Well, another God. more minute of this." And well, I will. they put the banner <laughs> up for a couple of minutes because I think they were going to send people up there to. to That's what I think. They give were him the doing. hook. Did you notice that? It yeah. kept, when he was giving his acceptance thing, they kept going to the. They banner. were probably all like, "Going, what the hell do we do? Do yeah. we take him off? Yeah. Or keep him up? What's what are we doing? Say? What might? Oh he no, say? it's getting worse. He's a, don't let him <laughs> talk. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me ask you a question. I, I've talked to people that get into fights. And they go, I remember the beginning of the fight, and then I remember the end yeah. of the fight. And it's almost like they black out. Yeah. He goes back to his seat. He's yelling at Chris Rock the way people yell in private when they can't get their way. I mean, I've been a victim of this. My wife and I will yell at each other, and we're not yelling at each other. We're pissed off at epilepsy and 
Jake having a seizure and we're out of control. We can't control it. And we're just like, lock uh-huh. the door then. Bye, bye, bye. Something so stupid. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with yeah. you. There's something going on in their life. But he, I mean, yeah. for him to do that at the Academy Awards, it was as if no, he had blinders on. I mean, I could. And yeah. the second time he said it, to raise his voice, it was so scary. I know that it, I, I've, I've looked online. Right. People have commented that people that have gone through abusive relationships and things, it's been, it's like PTSD for them. That level mm-hmm, of anger sure. and just outburst. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, Caleb just, um, he, I guess he got to the bottom of the banner. He said <laughs> one of the, the Williams sisters had a, a nip slip in the middle of the, in the middle of it. Nobody noticed it. And that's she was, yeah, that's why she they put the like logo on screen so many thing. times. I saw that on Twitter. Did I send that to you, Caleb? Because I saw it too. I was laughing about it. I was like, oh my God, well, that's just okay, terrible. Got- like, it's getting. Oh, he was probably saying something nice about just me. Just for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese feed, Caleb. You should be all over that. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, that makes sense then. Maybe. I don't know if I believe that fully, Caleb. you got to have to prove that one to me oh by finding the Japanese feed. They but, just couldn't get anything right in that I did see that, that there group. was some sort of slip that, that was unnoticed. I heard that. I saw that on Twitter. But in any event, it, it, it's all, it makes me kind of sad. And, and what I don't like is... What, what I don't like is, you know, it's, it reminds me, I'm going to fold it all the way back to Anna Nicole Smith. This is not as bad as that, but Anna Nicole Smith, people made fun of her and laughed at her. And I was saying all over the place, right. you were making fun of a woman we who's dying in front of our eyes. She is dying. And don't pretend that by making a joke or by putting an ideological gloss over to where all these deconstruction, post-structuralist bullshit, that is all not real. This is two humans having a real experience. It's affecting both of them. It's affected Will last night. The fact that he didn't apologize during the acceptance speech and he was talking about God's special plan for him. That is is one tick away from saying, I just talked to God. He told me I'm Jesus. It made me nervous. one tick away from that. Yeah, he could overdose or something. I don't know what's going on that that's happening, but but that's concerning. That's all. And I feel bad for everybody. We're not making fun of him. Yeah, What's but he's crazy? a vessel of love. I mean, it's like you just I know. I know. hurt somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, that was about, that man? was that was his speech before then, he smacked. And Chris. nobody, yeah. no, no, after Susan. No, that but was but after. he had that written down, and then he had to say it because I he guess. wrote it down. I don't know. I think yeah. you're right. He I was trying to he, like use a version of his acceptance speech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was that's all... actually funny, but it's not because I'm. We're not making fun of him. We're just saying. That no. it, it, I was just hoping that he would just go, hey, I, I'm the, the, sorry I did me, that to Chris. Sorry, dude. To me, you know, the, the reaction. I, is, I know it is, came over me, you know. The reaction is what bothers me, that everybody signs off on it and doesn't realize there's something going on here. And just because ideology r- rules the world now, yeah, real that people me with more. real phenomenon are getting missed. But it's and- also an it's a award show. If you've ever been to an award show, they put up these signs that say, everybody claps. So everybody claps, right? Yeah. So they tell you when to clap. Mm-hmm. They tell you when to laugh. They tell you when to cry. And uh, he cried through his whole speech. And I was like, I don't know if he's really crying for over being in the movie. I think he's just super like... He's really. I, I, yeah, I think he right was. Now. He's an treading, actor. He was treading water. He was treading water. He was or he's, dr- or he's it's high a, or a, something. I no, don't that's know. exactly right. He was, was all. He question. was spooled up emotionally. He's spooled up emotionally. He's an actor, and he could just blah, just pull it all out there. And who knows? You know, trying to. He was struggling to turn it into something 
positive. and meaningful and positive, <laughs> and it, it was not working. But anyway, I, I I feel bad for him. I feel bad for for uh, Chris. I feel bad for Jada. Well, as long as everybody agrees with for me reasons, that it's not okay to smack somebody it's anytime. Not okay, but it's also not okay to be ableist and to make fun of people with bad conditions. And it's just it's all a mess. It's a freaking mess. The bottom line. Yeah. Uh, and so let's not be further ableist by by going another minute without talking about the seizure disorders. We want to talk about. Yeah. But, no. I mean, here's something I want to point out, Greg. I want to point yeah. out something. Sorry, I had you, to bring it back. Maybe you've never thought about, which is you talked about how people uh, turn away from and run away from and recoil from individuals having seizures, right? I mean, I've seen that many times. It, it's just a seizure, you know what I mean? But people get weirdly freaked out by seizure disorders. You, you've noticed that, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, and you were so kind and to come on. If you, people go to talkaboutit.org, you'll see the, the one of the most viewed uh, clips that we have on there is you explaining that it's just an over, uh, you know, too much electricity in the brain. I, I tell people, yeah. I use your yeah. example all the time, but I, I do it in a simple way. Two points of the brain are talking to each other right now. There's electricity going between them. So I'm able to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And all this, ha mm -hmm. this, this now happens. Electricity is going up here. This electricity is going down. And now I'm having a seizure. And until it gets back to this, that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a simple way of looking and at it, it, and it, I know there's so it, much more. It's like discharging. It's discharging. Yeah. And, and what I, what I like what I like liking in it too is the electrical activity in the heart, right? The heart is bum 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 bum, and once in a while, bum 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 bum. Well, that's a little tiny little seizure of the heart. It's the same thing. Yeah. And sometimes the heart will do this, bah, 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 and that's another kind of little heart seizure. It's just right. happening in a different organ. When it happens in this organ, it affects consciousness and our motor activity and uh, some of, sometimes our behaviors. Now, that's, though, the part I want to talk about. Have you ever heard of the uncanny valley? No. You ever heard of that? Or what we froze? No, I've never heard of that. I, uh, Okay, never Caleb, heard you ever heard of the Uncanny Valley? Okay. Oh, yes, Have you ever definitely. Heard that? It's a, okay, and so what is yeah. your understanding of the Uncanny Valley? I'm curious what, uh, how a layperson understands it. Go ahead. The way that Caleb. I understand it is in uh, when you do like CGI and computer graphics in films, how you can get yep. better and better quality, but as it gets better, it, it reaches a certain point where it becomes off-putting and scary to people because it's very, very close to human like real life, but it's not quite there. So it throws you off as a viewer. So it's, it's actually better sometimes to use lower quality CGI in some films because it doesn't throw them at all, as far off until you can get to, you know, the super realistic stuff. Correct. That, that is the videographer's version of this. It actually comes from robotics. And in the robot world, they make robots look more and more and more and more and more human. We like them more and more and more and more until they look really like they're just maybe human. And we become disgusted. We pull away. We turn. We get scared. We freak out. And I, wow. it's, I believe that's, and it's, that is some sort of adaptive, evolutionary, primitive bullshit from, you know, seeing people that were ill with infectious diseases or something. And maybe if we recoiled from it, we were less likely to contract it or something. Who knows what the source of it is, but it's clearly our primitive past because it has nothing to yeah. do with reality. You know what I mean? It's a very yeah. primitive emotion. So I always pointed out to people to go look for that. And when you're recoiling from somebody with an illness, don't do that. Know that yeah. that's just the primitive reaction, like the uncanny valley, and but, serious mental but, illness. People do that, and and seizures. People do that. 
But it's because they're, and I hate to use the word ignorant, but they just haven't educated themselves. They just don't understand yeah. what's going on. If you if you yeah. go to the simple yeah. explanation that you give on talkaboutit.org or mm-hmm. go to any Epilepsy Foundation website and just do some research, um, you'll know what mm-hmm. to do when someone has a seizure. You'll know never to stick anything in their mouth. You'll notice turn them on their mm-hmm. side. But more importantly, people don't just collapse to the ground. That's very rare in the seizure world. They'll start to have a seizure, their head will start to nod, or they'll say something that does jumbled uh, speech, they, 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 they're disoriented. If that happens, be prepared to not let them fall because the seizure is what's going to hurt them. That when they, the, the actual impact, the trauma of the seizure the is what's going to hurt them yeah, more. Not the seizure, the, seizure the, fill, the fall. Yeah, the yeah. fall. So, so, um, so yeah. since we last talked, I don't think I've talked to you about this, or maybe I forgot. It seems like it was long enough ago that I must have forgot to talk to you about it. Um, do you remember when Gary Coleman was make was in, in the sort of bullseye of all the uh, afternoon celebrity gossip sort of shows? He he'd he'd spoken aggressively to his wife on camera, and they had all these yentas come on and go, "He's abusing his wife. He's an abuser. He's a violent person. Look at the look at the look at the." Uh, they were even saying, "Look at the veins in his forehead. They're popping out because he's so aggressive." So I, I went on that. the Insider. Yeah, and I and there was Gary Coleman. I met with him beforehand. He was going to come in. I said, "I'll help you defend yourself." I'm I'm not. I don't know what's going on here, but it's not what people are saying. Well, guess where Gary came from when he met me? He was living in a nursing home on hospice and had missed his dialysis. He was in end-stage renal disease and had missed his dialysis for two weeks. And the reason wow. his veins were popping out on his head is he had he had accumulated fluid in his body from not having had dialysis. So he wow. still, I said, dude, you got to go. We got to get you to a dialysis center right now because he was on hospice. They were kind of pulling. He had many, many, many other medical problems. It was his body was just a jigsaw puzzle of, of surgeries and things. It was crazy. Poor guy. Yeah. No, he wants yeah. to go in and confront Lisa Bloom, who was who was uh, accusing him of all these things. Oh my god! And if you remember, the insider had this big screen over the panel, and Lisa yeah. Bloom comes on the on the screen and starts yelling at him. You're, I don't care what the problem is you're an abuser blah 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 and gary and gary poor gary got upset and i could see it he was he got titanic meaning all muscles clenched and i thought he's gonna have a seizure and i caught him falling out of the chair having a tonic clonic seizure ran him over to a bench put him on his side that's what lisa bloom does to put him on his side and just got him through it and and i love you lisa isn't that crazy uh and he had he had a calcium of four or something and a magnesium of i i don't know everything was off i mean metabolically he was so off he did not have epilepsy he didn't even have a seizure disorder he had such bad metabolic problems from his from his renal failure that he had a seizure and here's the real interesting comedy so while i was there sort of attending to him People started gathering around a, a just as a with one, you know, they have paramedics on the on the on the studio lots, right? They take about a minute to get to an emergency. So when they walked in the door, as they walked in the door, everyone around me's pager went off. TMZ wants a comment, heard there was a seizure on the insider set with Gary Coleman. Oh, like my. one minute after Hollywood. he had the seizure. It was incredible. It was incredible. TMZ wants comment. Yeah. No, yeah. God. So, yeah. so what's what's interesting? The, building. the the this new series that I'm doing, um, called the Caregiver, is it's what's really yeah. interesting is no matter what condition people have, um, there is somebody who is trying to help them. Either it's a parent or a spouse yep. or a, a brother, sister, yep. or whatever. And 
I, I realized pretty quickly that these people, like I, my wife and I are caregivers for our, for our son. You know, he's an mm-hmm. adult. Uh, mm-hmm. but, and, and he'll, you know, he'll, when he, when he gets married, that it's just somebody to, you know, he doesn't need help, but at the same time, it's nice yeah. to know that somebody's there to help him. So, um, yeah. there's a yeah. bond, there's a, there's a, a commonality between caregivers and those caregivers often put things to the side and, you know, like a hobby or this and that, and they need to be rewarded. They need to be patted on the back. They need to be talked to and, and have a day to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I partnered with mm-hmm. jazz pharmaceuticals and they're amazing. And this series, we've done a bunch of episodes of it and it's called the caregiver series. If you search on YouTube, Greg Grunberg and the caregiver, it'll come up. It's so wonderful. And it's a great way. We talk about how people are scared of these conditions and they don't know because of the way it's presented. This is presented in a way, just like talkaboutit.org has a bunch of celebrities and hopefully it'll get you to the site and educate you. This is done mm-hmm. in a way that mm-hmm. we spend time. I mean, I'm, I take these, these, these cars out with a guy named John who's got an incredible family. We spend the day with these, you know, I'm a car guy with vintage cars and stuff. And we're talking the whole time. Leslie and I painted and, and I took her to an art, beautiful art studio and we painted and stuff. It's just a really great, fun series. I hope people check it out. Um, and, and thank you to jazz pharmaceuticals for, for getting behind this, because obviously someone has to, you know, partner with you when you want to do something ambitious like this. Um, but it's been great and it's, it's right in line with what I've been talking about. It's, it's talking about the condition, uh, and highlighting those, um, that, that need, they just need recognition. They're doing a good job. They're doing the best that they can do. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's a loved one. So it's just, there's so much love in this show. It's great. I, I, I really think people are going to enjoy it. Whether you're part of the epilepsy community or not, please check out The Caregiver. Um, that We have a lot more episodes coming. Um, and uh, Good. You know, I was going to say, is it, is it strictly to epilepsy? Because you could spin it out to so many different conditions. Yeah, I mean, that's my yeah. hope. The, the, the partner that I have in this, Jazz, uh, they, they treat a, you know, a ton of different committees. They're a huge uh, company. And mm-hmm. we're hoping, because I've gotten now a lot of requests. There are people that are nominating their caregivers in all kinds of different mm-hmm. conditions, you know, with, with con- different conditions. That's cool. And it's very, very cool. It's a lot of fun. We're having a good time. Yeah, I, 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 I can't tell you how often what I'm saying to, to patients' family is, we've got a sick person here. You guys are doing a great job, but I don't need another sick person. And I will have one soon if you don't take care of yourselves. The, the caretakers exactly need a lot right. of care also. And, uh, and it's self-care and it's, you know, it's free time and, and just sharing about the topic with somebody who can relate. I mean, listen, when, when dealing with somebody with alcoholism and addiction, on, on its core, that's one of the key things codependent recovery is. Just somebody who's been where you've been that you can share with and sort of get a connection with. Now, that person yeah. can support you in ways that are uncanny. But just yeah. being able to have somebody that you go, uh, oh my God, my husband, I can't, I can't do anything about it. And yeah. another woman says, yep, I've been there, been there. I know what that is. I know what that feels like. Yeah. And powerful. If, you know, these conditions, they'll tear couples apart. They bring couples together. There's this human story and it's extremely relatable. One thing I got to, you know, in, in these conversations, there's so many things that we, we, you know, I'll, I'll bring a subject up, bring something up. Like when Jake was younger, you know, we have three boys. And um, Jake spent a lot of time in hospitals with overnight EEGs and all the studies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's special time with mm-hmm. dad. Well, guess what? He didn't like mm-hmm. that special time. And because I was spending time with him, I wasn't spending time with my other two. And then my wife and I didn't have our nights out, our dates, all that stuff went to the wayside. And 
Yeah. Just when you get on a plane, it says, put the mask on yourself before you help the, your, your child. You need to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. just like you just said. So there's this balancing act that that so many people feel. I, I I haven't seen a series like this that where caregivers get together and share short little episodes. And as it, it's just so incredibly rewarding for me. I've been doing this for a long time. Drew, you know. I mean, I asked you to do oh, yeah. that. You're always there for me. You're always helping. Um, but I've been doing PSAs and, and helping the epilepsy community remove the stigma for so long. And I just, when I, there's Jake, there's a great picture. We're at, there we are at yeah. a walk. And it's just, it's, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, this is one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done and it's really entertaining and it's really fun. So great. I hope people check it out. That's great. I, I, I'm so proud of you and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy you. for you. I'm sure it was very fulfilling, you know, doing something with this kind of purpose attached to it. And, yeah. and, yeah. and let, let's talk a little bit more. Well, let's do this. Take a little break. Let's take a break. Yep. We'll take a two-minute break, and we will talk a little bit more about what epilepsy is and is not, and then we'll take some calls. How about that? All right? Love it. Yes, thank you. Let me take a minute to tell you about Blue Mics. Over the two years we've been working with our friends at Blue Mics, the world has completely adapted to working and meeting virtually. So whether you know it or not, you probably spent a lot of time in front of a microphone. I'll take it from someone who has spent probably half my life on a microphone. Sounding good is extremely important. And because of blue mics, I have never sounded better. But a good mic isn't just for broadcasting. Quality audio makes a big impact on whomever is listening on the other end, from coworkers to clients to friends. Clear sound can make all the difference. Thanks to blue mics, you don't need complicated or expensive equipment to get professional results. For simple plug-and-play setups, try blue mics Yeti series. It plugs right into your USB port on your computer. Need something more robust? Blue's got an entire line of professional XLR mics like the Mouse or the Blueberry we use here in our studio, as well as the more compact Encore 300. I love it for clear quality sound when we travel. Bottom line, there is no excuse to be the one on the conference call who sounds like you're in a tunnel or underwater. I cannot say enough about Blue Mics, and once you try one, you will never go back. To take your audio to the next level, just go to drdrew.com blue. That is drdrew.com slash B-L-U-E. We are back with Greg Grunberg, talkaboutit.org. You love that groovy music? <laughs> I do, and I, lo- I love it. the graphic. Do you remember the movie, the movie How to Get Ahead in Advertising? And the guy had a little head growing <laughs> on his shoulder? That's what it looks like. <laughs> I'm your little guy. You're not talking about it. the thing the thing with two heads that Rosie Greer. That's a and, new uh, effect that Caleb just yeah, came up lately. So, I like it. I like uh, that. You know, I, it occurred to me before we get on with, with the epilepsy conversation really quickly, your, we used to tell your story a lot of, you know, what you did as a young person. And there are a lot of millennials these days sort of, you know, drifting. Do, do, do two minutes on, on what you used to do and, you know, what your beginning was like. When you were back when oh, you were selling frozen oh. yogurt. Oh my yes. God. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got to realize I was living with JJ Abrams, right? My best friend, dearest friend, since we were five years old and out of college, we both, we, he went to Sarah Lawrence. I went to San Diego state and then we came together and we got an apartment together and I was just hustling, man. I'm an actor. I need time during the day to, uh, to go on auditions. But uh, you know, as an actor, you, uh, no, I'm an actor, you know, but you're, you need to make a living. So I, I opened a frozen yogurt store on Melrose and that wasn't enough. So I started uh, I'm frozen. Oh, there we go. 
I, the, I started back. delivering frozen yogurt to hair salons around Los Angeles in the afternoon. Then I hired a bunch of actors to go out and sell frozen yogurt door to door. I, 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 I worked at a knee brace company um, as a um, telemarketer for a knee brace company. <laughs> I was a hustler. I still am a hustler. And I think that's what drives my podcast. Right. Talk about it. My, you know, my career. I don't just sit and wait for the phone to ring. I agree with you. The kids today, kids today, like you hire someone today and they're up and coming. And the first thing they do when they, when they get to your desk or your office or whatever is they, they say, okay, so what do I have to do? And I always say, <laughs> you don't have to do anything, but you should want to do stuff. You should hustle. You should be working your ass off. And it's, it, it, again, I just, it's my mentality. I can't stop no matter how much, you know, and obviously <laughs> how, being an actor. How old are you going to be? How long are you going to do this, Greg? You can go into uh, your 90s? 30, 30, yeah. She wants to know because, no. because 55. it seems like... No, I mean, like how long do you think you'll you'll keep uh, your side hustle? She wants to know because she wants to know how to deal with me. No, no, no. I'm no. just curious because I, I know, I mean, I, you don't seem like the kind of person that will stop anytime soon. Like, no, he won't. Well, I mean, I'm that's the thing about Hollywood. Like, forever. you have to, in everything in this world, like, you have to just, when something fails, you just got to go for something else. And, and... Like yeah. Drew is I also, really though, good I'm the, at it. I'm, He's super I'm good I'm the at king it. of like opportunities though. And and so if I get an idea, like I, I had an idea for, for a mobile coupon app. Remember this, Drew? And I, I created the yeah, first mobile that. coupon app called Yowza. Yeah, that was great. And, yeah. And then I sold it. And then I've been trying to focus and focus more on just, you know, uh, the business of entertainment and producing movies and stuff. I'm doing a documentary now that's just blowing my mind and and I'm on a show, you know, in Arizona for HBO Max. I'm like always working. Thank God, it's great. But I'll tell you something, Michelle Poe, who you know works with you guys, who is our is our mutual mm -hmm. friend. When I get an idea, I want to make a prototype. I'm like so excited, and I still do this shit today, and I can't stop. <laughs> I, I created something <laughs> that I'll. I, I don't know if I should share because it's a really good idea. But I had the idea, and I didn't know how to make it. Michelle is so handy. I went over to her house and she, with the sewing machine, made these prototypes. People don't realize like when you have an idea, yeah, you make it. Now you got, now is when the work begins. Now you got to start it. You got to sell it. You got to, you know, a company. It's big. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. big deal. Drew, have you ever had that yeah, inkling? Yeah, she gets shit you, done. She does. It, she it does. is. Have you ever created, is, uh, created that is uh, the, that, that is the creative process, man. That is creation, right? Literally out of thin air. You're out of your brain. Yeah. Yep. That's very true. interesting. So, yeah. So she let, could build a building if you said, "Hey, Michelle, I want oh, yeah. you to here's a million dollars. Please build this building." She'd start. Here's ten dollars. Like yesterday. <laughs> She'll do it for ten dollars. Yeah. She built our studio for free. <laughs> yeah. She's so, the best. So let's talk about let's talk about what uh, epilepsy is and is not. Go ahead, help educate people a little bit. So people, yeah, people ask me all the time. They're like, um, "What is epilepsy?" So I you know, from the educated layman that I am, I'm not a doctor, but from all of our experience over all these years, I tell people that, uh, you know, epilepsy is, and I like to talk about seizures more now than epilepsy because that's that word, but epilepsy is really defined as two or more unexplained seizures. So if you have, if you have a yeah. fever, that's a febrile seizure. There's a reason for it. If you, if you've played mm -hmm. football, I mean, Drew, you know, you, your boys, athletes, and you remember you telling me that there was a kid who had a seizure on the field. And like, you know, mm -hmm. if you, if you hit, get hit in the head so hard or, or traumatized in some way, and you have a seizure, that's explained. 
But if you, like my son, Jake, all of a sudden before your seven year uh, checkup, um, you know, completely, I hate using the word normal, but you, normal upbringing. And then all of a sudden you start doing a staring spell, like you're just five seconds and then you're back. Um, we thought maybe it was, he would look out the window of the car. If you look at somebody's eyes when they're looking out the window, he was, you know, their, their pupils follow things. That may have been a trigger for him. And we'd be in the car and I'd ask him a question and I'd be like, Jakey, Jake, I'm talking to you. And so we would kind of reprimand him in that way going, pay attention, buddy. Mom, just ask your question. It's like any parent would. And then we talked to his teacher and his teacher said, yeah, a couple of times he zones out, you know, in class. We had no idea that a tick could be a seizure, an outburst, an emotional outburst, um, a, uh, you know, a, a staring spell, um, zoning out. Any of that stuff can be a seizure. When we read our, uh, luckily, the. Uh, uh, he said what not to say. He said, hold on. I, I, he Hang said on. everything. We, we do lost it. you. Oh, at, at Jake's seven-year checkup. Jake is on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. At, at, at Jake's seven-year checkup, the doctor asked if everything was okay, and I told him about these staring spells, mm. and he asked Jake to hyperventilate. And mm. uh, he had never done that before, and Jake was breathing in and out, in and out, and that brought on a seizure. And for the first time, his head was, not, was nodding like that. And he said, I, I, mm -hmm. he knew enough to say, I don't, I'm not a neurologist, but I think that may have been a seizure. Mm -hmm. And we went to a neurologist, a neurologist, over you know, medicated Jake uh, with something that he thought you know would help, and um, he Jake is twenty five percent of the people that don't respond to the first medication. So seventy five percent one medication will take care of your seizures pretty much. Twenty five percent are difficult to treat, and that's what Jake is. So Jake takes a a cocktail of medications, but we've we've had incredible doctors, and um, we've been through this what I call the car wash. It's it's um, it's been the darkest hardest at times because you only want to switch places with your child you want to find that magic bullet um, that will stop them from having seizures but after all these years you know jake is doing really well i mean he's second degree black belt taekwondo he's got a great job he's wow a friend does, does everything that a normal 26 year old does he's just you wouldn't know that's the other thing about epilepsy is you don't know someone has epilepsy until if they don't talk about it until you see them have a seizure it doesn't present right so that's that's right. A, a That's difficult exactly thing, right. you know. And and seizures can be caused by lots of things. They can be caused by infections. They can be caused by low oxygen. They can be caused by growths and tumors and just all and nothing. And just like your son, just just one of those things. And they and they sort of generally. I mean, I, I like to think of them in four broad categories. The the three are the primary seizures. So there's an absence seizure, absence seizure, which are often just these literally like what your son had. I don't know if they come from a certain part of the brain. They come from the deeper structures of the brain. Is that is that his thing? You have absence technically or is he um, a partial he, complex? He did it. He has partial complex. So he had absence yeah. seizures at the beginning. That's how it started. And then it evolved okay. into others. Okay, so partial complex seizures are seizures that affect sensorium and often are associated with motor activity or behaviors that are somewhat repetitive. And then motor seizures, pure motor seizures, can be just a just a you know, let's say your hand starts wiggling and it's you can't explain why. That can be a motor seizure. Any of them can develop what's called secondary generalization, meaning then you can go from from this to all of a sudden falling out with a generalized seizure, which is something that can be easily prevented with medication these days. Is he able yeah. to drive with, with the meds? 
Um, well, I take him driving and uh, he, you know, it, it's funny. We use this term, you know, see, uh, is he seizure free? I hate talking about it. I don't want to jinx it. I, I, you know, but it's been a very, very long time since Jake's had a seizure. But with, with, with Lyft and Uber and all this today, he doesn't even, he just doesn't, he doesn't get an aura. A lot of people do get this feeling right before they have a seizure and they can sit down, they can pull over to the side of the road, whatever. Jake doesn't get an aura. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, the last time it was a long time ago that he had a seizure, it was either going into sleep or coming out of sleep. That's, you know, um, those are the two areas where he's most vulnerable or when he's, when there's a cold in the house, his go-to, his body knows to seize. So you and I will get really exhausted mm. or whatever. We have a cold, he'll start having a seizure. And so he's very careful, mm. you know, about that COVID obviously really terrified us as far as, you know, really trying to be as safe as possible. So he didn't get it. Um, but he, uh, you know, he's just constantly, he takes a nap during the day. He, Jake had a brain surgery when he was 12 because he was having so many seizures. Um, we thought that his seizures were generalized, meaning that the entire brain is, is having activity. Yeah. But it, it was actually localized. It was actually coming from one spot in the brain. And in Chicago, they have really fast um, you know, detection in, in when, when you do an EEG and an overnight and everything. And they detected that it was coming from a place where there was no other you know, activity, they, it, they did something called an F1 resection, which is like taking out just a little bit more than the size mm-hmm. of your uh, fingernail. And they were able to localize it mm-hmm. and they took it out and his seizures reduced by 80% um, after that. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. He was also they going through a puberty. Through a little so, hole? Oh boy. No, they had to do a craniotomy. Oh, they, they actually, yeah, it was, uh. a, it was a big, a big, a bigger seizure because they had to, they had to do those leads on the brain where they see exactly where it was coming from. It was, it was, it was oh, really terrible. God. That is a lot for speaking of caretakers, man. Uh, what you get you back? Speaking of yeah, caretaking, I, that is I was, a lot for, say, for parents to go through. Yeah, and the, the two things that we have 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 the most questions I get today are now: um, uh, Is everything going to be okay? Is obviously the first question, and I try to be the red phone for people and let them know: Yes, just find the right medication, find the right therapy, mm-hmm. find the right doctor, whatever. Mm-hmm. But also with the Evanescence CBD, it's like people are, you know, CBD is just a miracle. It's, it's, you know, you gotta, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it, it terrifies me that people would jump into this without talking to their doctors and they shouldn't because mm-hmm. now you can get a medication mm-hmm. that's FDA approved, blah, blah, blah. But it, you know, we are coming around. There's a, there's a beautiful pipeline going on in this community. And I think in neurology in general, they're really, it's fast moving. There are a lot of great therapies and a lot of great things coming that, you know, um, we didn't have 15 years ago, you know, however long it's been for Jake. Yeah. So, um, I, I was just yeah. looking at, uh, uh, jazz's pharmaceutical stuff. They got a lot of neurological meds coming down the line. That looks very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They make Epidiolex, um, you know, which is a, a, a pharma pharmaceutical grade CBD. It's, you know, there's, there's just a lot, it, it, it's a very dark thing when you, when you're, you know, again, seizures, like you said, my son's brain is perfect. I've heard that so many times from doctors, and, uh, you know, they'll have students come in at a teaching hospital and it's like, wow, it, it, you know, we, we looked at the, that the EK, you know, the EEG the and whatever. Yeah. His brain, the MR, his brain is perfect. And I'm like, well, clearly it's not. It's like so frustrating because like you said, there's no tumor. Thank God. Nobody's no perfect. Target. No, but, 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 the, but they want you to know, you, you don't know the horrible stuff we see that causes seizure and they want you to know this isn't that, you know, this is, That's don't true. worry. He's going to be, he's, he's fine. He has this thing. And, and, yeah. 
And this thing, I agree with you, is something that people have a weird recoiling from and need to sort of educate themselves about it. And, uh, and I'm hoping they do. And I'm hoping our conversation today really brings people around a little bit. Let me let me, let me get some calls here. Somebody this on, on uh, YouTube said that the Charlie Foundation for Ketogenic Diet Therapies for Seizure. Yeah, there, there's some evidence that ketogenic... There's no one thing for everybody that's why we have neurologists you don't you you work with and by the way you never treat yourself no matter what your knowledge base is no matter how much you know you don't yeah treat everybody's yourself. brain is different you, you get yeah. a, an expert who's seen tens of thousands of cases to yes. determine the best approach for you and right. and again i i know i know how they think that's why i know they're coming in going your son looks great your son is great it's you know i know these seizures are frustrating but he's he's perfect he's perfect which is really important yeah. which is really and yeah. it's it's to the point about a lot of people with with epilepsy are, are we going to change the terminology around epilepsy do you think i feel like the name has I a little bit of stigma so. attached I mean, to it yeah, yeah i mean look it goes back to the word you know tonic clonic is is a, is a term mm -hmm. that we use for a seizure we don't use the term grand mal I've been trying to get rid of mm -hmm. the grand mall literally means the big bad or the big evil. People thought they that's people right. were possessed. Right. Like, get that out of your head. Yeah. You know. That's right. Yeah, I, that's I, not good. It's funny. I don't I have I haven't thought of using the term grand mall since uh since really early in medical school. So it's been sort of um washed out of my head I, I think about generalized seizure primary generalized secondary generalized and that's about it yeah. you know and I, I, I well also and, and then on, I think of the various causes you go on eBay, eBay and they're still selling things called seizure sticks where you to put in someone's mouth if oh, you yeah. have a seizure. Yeah. On eBay. Yeah, yeah. Like you I cannot know. choke on your own tongue. You can maybe I know. You know choke on what you're eating, you can choke on, you know, but chances are you're okay. Don't stick anything in their mouth when they're having a seizure. Yes. So put them on their Just side. Roll them on their side. Yeah, roll them on their side. It's all you got to do and maybe a pillow under their head and off you go. Yeah. Now there is something called a status epilepticus which is a little more dangerous, which is if the seizures persist, you got to get them to the hospital because they got you got to get something intravenous to get them to stop right now if, if it goes right you know more than a you know without and be careful also when you're around somebody with seizures it, seizures require a lot of glucose in the brain for all that electrical activity and sometimes seizures will go for a few minutes and stop because they ran out of glucose and the body delivers more glucose and they'll start up again so if you're having yeah. that kind of a thing happen also hospital so just know yeah, the I'll difference tell you, i'll tell you you know over the years it's the rhythm that i see you know in a storm uh, is going away. It's the lightning, then the yeah. thunder, and then there's more yeah. time in between. So Jake will have a seizure, and it'll be like, uh, 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 uh. yeah, yeah. Seizure. It's like you know when it's just, uh, 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 uh. yeah, yeah. And that is yeah. the scary. That's what you're stop. talking about. Yeah, and also yeah. the other thing that's terrifying, something we don't talk about enough in the epilepsy world, is SUDEP, which is sudden unexpected death. In epilepsy and mm. uh cameron mm -hmm. cameron boyce a uh, beautiful actor beautiful person um passed away and that is something that is not talked about enough because you, if you talk to a certain neurologist or epileptologist they'll say even if it happens in the hospital we can't do anything about it it's the it's the brain telling the heart stop stop and yeah yeah it happened to travolta's yeah. son too didn't it wasn't that Travolta's uh, son? No, I think, also or I, think, I think he was in a bathtub when it happened. He had other issues as well. Oh. Um, uh, 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 he was like autistic or something. Yeah, he had, uh, yeah. this is, or, this is or, in your sleep. He had a lot of problems. 
Yeah. So, so I, back to that point, I always worry when, not to say that it can't happen sporadically like you're describing, but I always worry yep. that people are avoiding getting comprehensive treatment and, and minimizing what they're dealing with when they get into those sorts of sudden death situations. Like, like if you're, if you're properly treated, I, I've not been or seen that really happen. I mean, it can, but it's just so unusual under proper care for seizure disorders. It is, but, but I have to say, you know, uh, Jake had not had a status ep epilepticus episode ever. And then, and he's proper, mm. properly cared for and everything. And then all of a sudden, yeah. we don't know what triggered it. It may have been something he ate. It may have been, you know, Jake stays away from uh, carbs. He stays away from simple sugars and all that sort of stuff. You yeah, know, I, I, good. yeah, what, that's good for anybody. But when I, I know when I yeah. have, you know, donuts and sugar and stuff, I sit on the couch. It's, it must feel like what a, what a heroin addict feels like. I mean, I'm just sitting there going, whoa. You know, it's like the, the that, getting that. That was that, that was that damn frozen yogurt you brought to Warner <laughs> Brothers set one day. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, Chris, do you have a question for Greg here? I do. Greg, it's so exciting to see you here. I've been a huge fan since Felicity. I used to oh, watch in my dorm room in college. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And every time I've seen you in everything ever since, I'm like, ah! So congratulations on an exceptional career. Um, Thank you. I'm hey, also Chris, 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 I'm going to interrupt yes. before you tell a story. One of my favorite Greg Grunberg stories is Susan and I went to New York. We got in at like midnight and we're like, we got to find a place to eat. Oh my God. Or I don't know if it was that late. We're like, all right, we went around the corner of Broadway, Ben Ash delicatessen there on whatever it is, 50, 50th or something. And That's we right. crawl in there. Like the, we're the last person to be served. And we sit down and I look up right next to me is Greg Gunberg and his wife. Nobody else in the entire delicatessen except us and Greg Gunberg <laughs> and his wife. California landed. And it was like, what the hell? Right. Oh, I can't believe it. And you, and you yeah. knew right so, away you were in a good Yeah, deli. that happens to me all time in milwaukee i'm yeah, yeah. greg's in the deli i'm in the deli <laughs> right so i'm sorry chris go ahead i wanted to tell that story not at all not at all um so i am also a parent to a child with special needs um yeah i was just curious greg as to your experience in your child's education if there were any hurdles that you encountered um with dealing with uh, school systems, educators, and hurdles, trying to get the best education and also the best, you know, learning environment for your son. And in addition so, to that, um, I'm yeah, also ahead, a parent to multiple kids. And I was curious if, as, I'm sorry for the second question, but when one of your children needs a lot of attention and you have other children, how do you balance that out and right. remedy good. the that yeah. within the family and yourself? Thanks, Chris. Chris Go ahead, come Greg. on. What, okay, first of all, this is what the caregiver is all about, talking to a fellow caregiver. Uh, to, okay, so uh, my wife, oddly enough, or ironically enough, uh, is a she, she studied and got her master's in special education. So, uh, you know, those that are given situations sometimes can handle them. And uh, my wife, uh, Elizabeth, is uh, brilliant and she's so loving and she is, she's got the heart, heart of gold and patience beyond. So she was already ready to, to and she was handling this and, 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 you know, dealing with people that, that had situations, um, patients. And so um, she knew what to do. And that is in the education world, 
Um, all you want to do is you want to normalize your child's education, right? You, you really don't. It's, it depends on how severe the condition is, but you don't want to have your child ripped out of a classroom. It's great that the programs are there, but you, I, I froze up. Hold on. Hold on. I think oh, we heard back. you. We heard you. Great that the program's there. You don't want to get ripped out of the classroom. Go ahead. Yeah, you 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 want to you want to be normalized. The child wants to be you know your your child wants to be in a normal class. So the accommodations are really important, and the IEP individualized uh, education plan. You have to advocate yeah. for yourself. You got to just meet with the teachers on a regular basis and let them know yep. what your child needs. Jake needed a little extra time on tests. He needed to be able to have certain tests. Uh, read out loud to him because he, reading, he he just had a really hard time connecting the words to his you know understanding of what was happening in, on the test at times. Um, so it's that it's that IEP and that regular meeting. I, we had you know one frustrating situation. We met with the, the um, school counselor and a teacher, and the teacher said, "I've got thirty kids in the class. What do you expect me to do?" And I was like, "What?" I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And one side, I understand. And, and imagine, how, Greg. Imagine during COVID how frustrating this was. Imagine. Uh, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, right. And yet as a parent, yeah. I was like, I, I, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to help us. You're supposed to work with us. And it was just this frustration yeah. that came to a head. We ended up working together. She's a wonderful teacher. I mean, it was amazing. It's just that communication. Don't, you know, unfortunately, you can't just expect the reg, regular um, curriculum to, you know. Oh, no, no. She and Chris knows. Chris, no, yeah. she, she advocates, she's all over the place. Yeah. Awesome. And, and she's, so, and, and then, she's been, she's, we've spoken to her before about the frustrations with COVID, which has just been terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Now on the second really question, skin too. the second question, Chris, uh, as far as like uh, having uh, time enough for your other um, kids, I learned a long time ago, my parents did this thing called special nights. And when I was growing up and I never really understood it, special night was, you know, I get to have my parents to myself. And if you ask a kid what they want to do, they will choose the cheapest, the most economic. They just want to spend time with you. They want to go to McDonald's. Yeah. They want to go bowling. They want to do so whatever it is. Yeah. I want to be outside the house just with mom and dad and leave my brothers or sisters behind for just for that night. We did that, right? So then cut to my son having this, this extra attention, you know, with medical uh, issue uh, brings. And then we ended up, I, I thought, wait a minute, my parents did this. So we did special nights with each one of our kids. And what really triggered it for me was one of my other boys said to me when he was six, he said, man, daddy, I wish I had epilepsy. And I was like, oh, what? and that, yeah. that's when it, when it really hit home that, okay, he's equating epilepsy with special time with daddy or with mommy. Right. And so you right. have to find he needed a special night too. That's right. Yeah. Well, Greg, I've got to wrap this thing up. I you know, yeah, and I could talk to you all day about everything. I, I, I would love talking to you. That's a great idea, though. I never ever thought of doing that with the triplets. Special night. Yeah, we kind of did that. We, we did, do now. Yeah, we, yeah, it's true. We still <laughs> do it now with adults, but we, it's, right. it's interesting. Um, the the Twitter sometimes the bias dinner. The Twitter is Greg Grunberg G R U N B E R G. The Instagram is Greg Grunberg as well. Talkaboutit.org is where we want you to go, and we want you to see the caregiver. And is that just you search it on YouTube? Yeah, search it on YouTube, um, and you'll find it. Or search okay. it on you know follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll find out with new episodes coming out all the time. Uh, search the caregiver and Greg Grunberg, the caregiver series. Uh, it's available now and more episodes coming out. We're shooting a few more episodes too. And then my podcast is called talk about it. And it's for the epilepsy community, uh, doctors, caregivers, everybody's on there. 
Um, so, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Drew, I love you so much. Susan, you too. Thank I you love for you letting too, man. me talk about this. Love really you more. Yeah, and let's come back, come back again and talk about it anytime you want. Well, let's do stuff like this. And uh, we miss you. And let's uh, do some more whatever out in the world. Now that, <laughs> See you now back we, in the real world. Yeah, now we get out in the world yeah. again. We need All a special right. time. Yep. We need special nights. Yes, do we it. do. Yes, sir. If, if you're going to New York, <laughs> let us know. We'll meet you at Ben Ash. I wish I had epilepsy, so. Greg. <laughs> no, I want to see you for dinner. All right, Greg. We'll do Take it. care, buddy. We'll do it. Thanks, All my right, friend. Bye, guys. See ya. And uh, for the, everyone else, I've got to run off here. I've got to do Kennedy's show, I guess. Uh, and uh, Susan is going to pull that together right now. That's my alarm. Oh, there to he get is. Going. The, the angels and, are here. And uh, uh, sorry, we've got to run off, everybody. Thank you to Greg Grunberg. Thank you, Kayla, for producing. Susan, you as well. Michelle, for... Uh, for booking our friend Greg, but I'm going to have and to also run. for making our backdrop. And there is the <laughs> this is the week we have a big week coming up. Jason Waller coming in tomorrow to talk about recovery and a little reframe talk. Evie Pompouris is a Secret Service agent, believe it or not, and Dr. Naomi Wolf, who's been just shit on this year. We just want to support her. I think she's a smart woman. Has been a major contributor. She's a to nice lady. Ideas and a very nice one woman. of my daughters. So. My daughter is one of her biggest fans. Yes, I but know. anyways, I just want to tell everybody. Michelle Poe did the backdrop behind Drew. It's basically these panels you buy at Walmart, mm -hmm. spray painted black, mm -hmm. and then Caleb brought in his outdoor lighting and pointed it up in the air. Oh, and there wow. you have. And we even have lights behind, except for they don't go all the way across. So we have to. Oh, there she goes. See, she there we go. Up. Look at that. Look at that. Thank well, you, Elgato. Uh, all right. Tomorrow is uh, Jason Waller. We will see you at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Yeah.